All This podcast is brought to you by All This International, supplying your expert AI and digital transformation staffing needs across the US and Europe. Today, you are listening to our AI in Action series, where leading minds in AI from across the world share their story, success, and advice. AI in Action cuts through the hype and explores the true impact of artificial intelligence in our world today. You're listening to AI in Action. I'm your host, JP Valentine. Returning as a guest today is Jack Loss. Jack is a Senior Director of Strategy and Innovation at Improvix Technologies. Jack, welcome back to the show. JP, thanks for having me. It's good to be back. So Jack, let's take a step back before we talk about all the new developments. For those listening who maybe didn't come across the first episode, can you give us a very, very brief background of your journey in technology and then a quick overview of Improvix Technologies as a business, who you are? Uh, so as you mentioned, I am the Senior Director of Strategy and Innovation for Improvix. Uh, I wear a lot of hats within the firm, but my particular areas of expertise are with data analytics, particularly using Splunk, some cloud engineering on AWS and Azure, and some general cybersecurity. So that's where I focus. I straddle program delivery and business development. But at large, Improvix is a, we're a small A-day IT services firm. We've got about 120 employees, and we primarily provide application development, cloud engineering, data analytics, and cybersecurity services to federal agencies in the United States. So look, in our previous interview, we talked about what that looks like day to day. And the reason why I was excited to get you back on the show, since we last had you on the show, Improvix has continued to grow and, and you've secured a lot of really interesting projects, particularly within the government sector. So I'd love to just start there. Talk to us about the last year and a half. Talk to us about the growth and the increased demand for your specialist skill set and what that's going to look like from a project perspective. So when we last talked, if you recall, we have a large contract at a federal agency managing the full scope of IT services for a user base of about a thousand VIPs. In the scope of performing that, under that contract, we developed these executive-oriented dashboards for all these different functional groups that integrate disparate and otherwise siloed data sets into a single pane of glass, connect with things like ServiceNow for process automation, and really serve to kind of streamline the operations of these groups, increase transparency, improve communications, so on. And so in the performance of doing that, we've been able to show a lot of these products to other bureaus, other offices, other divisions, and other federal agencies. And the consensus among all parties seems to be that this is a need. These executive tailored dashboards that integrate data sets and into a single pane of glass provides tremendous value. So we've focused heavily on that. That's become our niche lately. And we've got some new projects that are pretty exciting as an offshoot from that. Another thing we had just started when we last talked was at the same agency, there was a project to take the dashboards we had built for that smaller 1000 user base and scale it to the enterprise where we were visualizing IT operations and security posture for posts and sites around the world. 
extending from that, we've been able to build some compliance dashboards focused on automating the ATO authority to operate process, producing evidence of compliance with certain controls from FISMA under NIST 853. And that's really been able to streamline a lot of processes that are pain points for a significant number of federal customers. Beyond that, we also have a new project where, as I mentioned, there's that smaller one supporting that thousand user base. They've asked us to scale that to the enterprise as well. So now we're working on an integration between a seven terabyte per day on-prem Splunk Enterprise environment and a cloud-hosted ServiceNow environment supporting about 70,000 users and 40,000 assets where they too would like an executive-oriented customer experience dashboard and a real-time integration for process automation. So as we determine and detect things in that dashboard in Splunk, we can automatically create, populate, and assign an associated ServiceNow ticket for resolution. So those are a couple of the newer developments for us that just really show for us that data and analytics are key. They address a lot of pain points for a significant number of federal customers. And we've had a lot of fun working on that as our niche over the past year. You mentioned two products there that I want to spend a bit more time talking about because they're so relevant to the broader conversation of digital transformation and analytics. So uh, the integration and connection with both ServiceNow and Splunk, can you, as somebody who oversees all of strategy, you're looking beyond just data and analytics. Can you talk about why platforms like ServiceNow and Splunk are, are so important to help organizations on this digital transformation journey and the benefits of integrating on-prem data via these platforms? Absolutely. So from a Splunk perspective, just in talking to some of the agencies and customers we currently support and then meeting with prospective agencies that we're not currently supporting at this time, Splunk has a huge footprint and we strategically see it as a great place to integrate these disparate data sets. It's not, it's rarely the case that these customers don't have data, but it's also rarely the case that they do a good job of integrating it into a, a single pane of glass. So we see Splunk as that tool that's been instrumental in helping us break down these data silos, give them a one-stop shop, and then allow us to draw correlations across these otherwise disparate data sets to provide continuous monitoring and real-time insights, predictive analytics, and then that's where the ServiceNow piece or other tools similar to that come into the picture, where just like with Splunk, ServiceNow has a huge footprint. It's used very heavily for IT service management. There's the configuration management database module that's great for tracking and understanding what's on the network and all the assets associated with that. To be able to put those two very powerful and popular tools together provides you know, this broader and much stronger platform for collecting the data, performing some analytics, and then automating the management of ensuing workflows to remediate or improve upon the services, the customer base, the security, whatever it might be that you're managing through that process. You are listening to the Aldis Podcast. 
When you're looking to scale your team, or if you are interested in showcasing your company in a future episode, reach out today. Or if you're in the market for a new role, visit our website to view open positions, www.aldis.com. Given the the projects that you're working on, uh, many of them are with federal agencies and there's a, a level of uh, confidentiality and, and security, which pr- can prohibit the you disclosing the finer details of the projects that you're working on. But broadly speaking, when these organizations are coming to Improvex and are partnering with you, they've got a very specific need. What are some of the most common requests that you're getting for better insights, better use of data science, data analytics to to obviously drive informed decisions? Ones that you can disclose to us here today, of course. Sure. I mean, just to the point of confidentiality, I can say after talking to a lot of these customers, the consensus seems to be just, you know, as I've been talking about having that executive level view of just what is happening, almost like on the dashboard of your car, so to speak, where you can see how fast you're going, how much fuel you have left, how much air is in your tires, so on and so forth. Just being able to establish those baselines and monitors or metrics for how we're operating today, how we have been in the past, and any major issues or risks to the organization. So that's what a lot of customers have been coming to us to help facilitate and deliver. How can we do a gap analysis with them to discover where they're falling short, the data sources that they're not making use of, that we can pull into this single pane of glass for them, and then the level of insight and analytics that we can do with those insights or with those data sets rather to get them to where they would need to be. The other thing that's been coming up more recently is A lot of the work we've been doing from an analytics perspective has focused more on security compliance, threat detection, and IT operations, more kind of tactical and operational things, which are very important. But we've seen an upward trend in the need for taking this analytics framework and this model and adapting it to IT governance and cost optimization or analytics. So we've started to invest some internal resources and time into building out some proofs of concepts for those, working with these customers to tease out those requirements and work through these use cases. But we're starting to look at things like, how can we triangulate these different data sets to determine from a staffing or personnel perspective, who's underperforming, who are we not getting a good return on investment from? for these hardware or cloud service assets that we're investing resources into? Uh, What are we not utilizing fully? What can we scale down or right size to make sure that we're spending efficiently? Um, And then ultimately tying those insights into the broader tactical work that we're doing so that again, IT governance, cost optimization, IT operations, security compliance, whatever it might be, it's all in this one place and these different stakeholders in these organizations have a true one source of data that they can reference. Jack, I want to spend some time talking about uh, your team, broadly speaking, the workforce for security cleared federal projects in general, because obviously there's an incredible demand for data scientists, data engineers, and then also skilled engineers within ServiceNow and Splunk. And when you uh, apply the filters of working on some sensitive government projects or projects that require a certain level of clearance, it it further filters down the candidate pool and 
obviously at Aldus, we spend a lot of time helping organizations find those people and build out teams. As somebody who is in a senior leadership role, you have first-hand insight into the interesting work, the challenging work, and the impact that it can have. So speaking to an audience of, of, of more general engineers, data scientists, and AI digital transformation technologists, as somebody who's built up a specialization now in this federal and security area, what can you tell candidates that can help them visualize the opportunity and the potential for the work in this field? That's a great question. I'm guilty of this because when we started, I highlighted the fact that I do a lot of work with Splunk. I focus on AWS, but actually some of my advice would be Sure, build some specializations around these specific tool sets and understand the intricacies and nuances of them, but focus more on the business outcomes that you can provide as an engineer for your customers than being married to or tied exclusively to a particular. As we saw with the solar winds issue over the past year, in the federal space at least, that was largely phased out in light of that security incident. So. That's one of the reasons, for instance, I would advise people developing their careers and their skill sets to focus more on the outcomes, the general functionality. And I would say if you can, to that end, demonstrate how the work you've done as an engineer ties to these business outcomes, interfacing with the customer, demonstrating a kind of return on investment or these measurable outcomes, that is a true differentiator. I find that, especially in my recruiting, there's a lot of very technically savvy people, especially for the work that we do. There's a certain level of communication, teamwork, and customer intimacy that these engineers need to be able to facilitate, and that's a, that's a rare skill set to find. So if you can bolster your technical skill sets with that interpersonal communication, that business mind, you will be a rock star in this space. Staying on the topic then, you and I were speaking off air about the successful year that Improvix has had in 2022 from a procurement project capture. So I want to talk about the roadmap for Improvix in the year of 2023. What are some of the exciting things that you're working towards? And from a growth and and team perspective, you're going to need to continue to add and bolster to your talent. What sort of opportunities are there going to be for people to come and join you and staying on the area of data analytics and service now, Splunk? So from a staffing perspective, we are focused heavily right now on our data and analytics practice as we as we've discussed, and also some cloud management and optimization work. So in terms of new hires over the next 12 months, I foresee those two areas being our largest focal points. Beyond that, tying it back to some of the things we talked about earlier in the conversation, we are investing heavily right now in building out some internal use cases and demos for adapting our analytics framework to IT governance and cost optimization use cases. Those are commonalities we've seen among a lot of the customers we've talked to, and there's a lot of potential for growth in that. Of course, there's corresponding staffing associated with that. So that's where a lot of my focus is going to be as a and an extension of that. We have an internal innovation lab called IPX Create that we've stood up where we're going to be taking these use cases I've talked about 
and building out these public facing customer available demonstrations of our unique services and product offerings to hit on some of these key needs. So from a staffing perspective, I foresee some corporate resources that would be instrumental to building that out. Within that, beyond the IT governance and cost optimization topics I talked about, we're going to start exploring more predictive analytics, process automation, particularly with things like UiPath. And then ultimately, we would like to start getting into augmented reality and virtual reality. We're always looking to be on the bleeding edge, especially within the federal space, but there's a lot of exciting things in the pipeline and significant growth on the way. Indeed, it sounds like an incredibly fun place to work because you guys are so focused on staying on top of newest and emerging technology, while also focused on impact. Great, Jack, thank you so much for coming back on today. It was really great to learn about the success that you and Probix have had since we last had you on the show, continuous growth and always adapting to the, the newest changes in tech and a lot of growth in store, which means there's a lot of opportunity for people to come and help you along this mission. So we uh, wish you, the team and everyone at Improvix the best of luck in the year ahead and look forward to having you back on the show again in the near future. Thanks so much. Always good to be here. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Aldis Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any Android podcast of choice. You can also head over to our website, www.aldis.com, to listen to more podcasts, view our open roles, and stay up to date with industry news. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more great episodes coming very soon.